Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which the upcoming match is being played. We would also like to pay our respects to elders past and present. Welcome to AFL Nation. It's a roar you can feel from the roots to the rafters of the MCG. Elliot, big oh. Elliot takes a monster. Battles his way past a couple. He's caught. It's ball. Carlton has won its first final in a decade. Eight teams, one Premier at the end of September. It's open away for Petrarca who bent it through for a goal. We have got the finish to beat all finishes. And then running through Cameron, storming into goal, puts it through. Horn Francis onto it, busted away, steady, straight and goal! Riccardi out the back green, who else? Toby's put the Giants in front. Danaher at close quarters goes bang. No one's having more fun than Collingwood this year. Not when they're playing like that. The 2023 Toyota AFL Final Series on AFL Nation. Opening siren, preliminary final, Collingwood and the Giants for a place in the decider next week. On AFL Nation, you're with Dwayne Russell. Bedford comes hard, he gave it up. Brown, can he get his moment back? Can he get his moment back? That is monstrous! Elliot Marks, hand pass to Pemberbury on the flow. Kick up to full forward, McStay flies, spoil made, McCreary! Hit the snap sweetly and propelled Collingwood back to the lead. Hogan, probably the biggest moment of his career from 40. Draw punt, got it! He's got it, and it's a one-point game. What price a stoppage. Elliott's onto it, kicks out to the wing. Josh Dacos in pursuit. Kelly comes at him. Josh is able to gather, being pursued. Turned his hips forward and got away. Kicks perfectly. Hoskin Elliott marks. Collingwood fans rise as one. Hoskin Elliott has the ball for as long as he's allowed. He lays it off to the side, and it's safe. It's safe. <laughs> Collingwood survive. The quintessential preliminary final thriller. Craig McRae's men will go to the grand final by the margin of one point. Hello and welcome to AFL Nation. Great to have your company wherever you might be listening around the planet. AFL Nation for Tyre Power, your big finals favourites for tyre safety. Great to have your company with Adam White, Kane Corns also with me and the full team as well to join us a little bit later on. So looking for your company right throughout the afternoon and tonight. Doesn't get any better than last night, but... I've said that about a dozen games already this amazing season, so it might actually get better tonight. It might this time next week. This time next week, the grand final will be underway and we'll be bringing it to you on AFL Nation. Massive game, though, tonight. Brisbane v Carlton at the Gabba. Full house, winner to play Collingwood in next week's grand final. Kane Corns is with me, as is Adam White. We'll start with you. 
corn. I was going to call you corn. Then. <laughs> well, I can hear you, can well, Everyone else does, so yeah. you, may, you may as well uh, do that as well. I don't get to I? work with you very often, <laughs> so I don't know what to call you. A bit, a, a bit of a tongue twister there. Um, no, thanks for having me. I'm really excited about t- tonight's game and what Carlton can deliver. I've got a theory that uh, one preliminary final is usually close and the other one is a blowout, but David King doesn't think that's the case. So uh, hopefully we get a similar... Um, performance tonight from the both sides that we saw last night because that was one of the better, more enjoyable games of footy I've ever seen. And when you look at how low scoring it was, it just goes to show that it doesn't have to be high scoring to be great. Eight goals each for those two teams. Not a lot of umpiring free kicks. There's been a lot of debate about that. But the contest, the effort, um, the finals-like football that both teams played on the biggest of stages was, was you know, all you can do is tip your hat and respect both teams for the way they went about it. And you love a list, so I'll get your top five things you've taken away from last night very shortly. Adam White's also with us. Welcome to you, Adam. Great to have you. Thanks, Dwayne. It was brutal last night, wasn't it? And it was a funny game in the sense that I reckon at different times you thought both teams were going to break clear and win by some margin, but they just couldn't get reward for effort on the score. But I thought the Giants had the... Magpies in the third quarter and Collingwood looked tired and then Collingwood just came back and it looked like the Giants were gone and then mm. the Giants came again late. It was such a titanic uh, tussle and you kind of feel sorry for the Giants because I think they genuinely believed that they could not only win the game last night but go on and win the whole thing. They had this amazing belief in themselves and this ride that they were going on and unfortunately for them it fell one point short. It did. Massive night to come, not just the game itself but also joining us, Jared Waitley, Dermot Brereton, Stephen King. You've got the Carlton Bias call if you want to get that option as well with Wayne Johnson, Mark McClure. So you've got that coming your way with uh, Andy Mart leading that team and we'll tap into our other members of our team very shortly. Collingwood's media statement is through Dan McStay's injury update so I'll read you from that because that's the biggest news of the day. The Collingwood Football Club confirms Dan McStay suffered an injury. Uh, scans this morning have revealed the 28-year-old sustained a high-grade medial collateral ligament strain. And General Manager of Football, Graham Wright, expressed the club's disappointment with McStay's prognosis. It's unfortunate to confirm that Dan uh, has sustained this injury. Dan been an important part of our season and played an integral role in last night's victory. We are disappointed that he's going to miss the grand final. So it's all there on the last line. We are disappointed for Dan to miss the grand final, but we all rally around him. And he will continue to be a part of the team's preparations for the week ahead. The club will provide a further update in due course. So that's one of the top five things, no doubt. Kane, from last mm. night's game, in your mind, the injury yep. to Dan McStay. Yep, so we'll go through that. That that's I mean, that's heartbreaking. We often get these probably most grand finals have a story like this. Last year it was Holmes, um and but they left it late for him. They yeah. gave him every chance. This one has, has been made early, so I guess the debate then centers around what they do with the lineup. Do they go a little bit smaller? Does Ginnivan come into the twenty two? Does Noble go as a sub? Does Cox or Cameron or one of the Ruckman play a bit more time forward? I think that's just the first thought that I have is is the way that they will probably go. But, yeah, the the overriding thought is for, for Dan McStay and, and the sympathy you've got must be incredibly difficult, hard to imagine how hard that would be. And considering his former team plays tonight as well. So that's, yeah. that's another element to it all. Yeah. So, 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 so I, was, I was just going to say, Kane, just to you with, with McStay, there was so much almost criticism of him coming across to the Magpies but he really did stand up for them at crucial times, including in the game that he played last night. So I'm not saying it was necessarily validation for them for going out and getting him, but 
you kind of understand why Collingwood did want him. Well, uh, yeah, I've been critical of him as well because he's just—I didn't think he was the right recruit for them. But last night was the way that you saw they would like it to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's a great contested mark, and he did take a couple of really strong contested marks. He missed that easy opportunity early, but then was able to to score himself. But uh, in terms of what he did, that was exactly what they would have wanted—a couple of contested marks that he took last night. Um, so I mean, he's a big out, but he's not—he's not a devastating out. Like what with you know, take the emotional and the human element out of it. In terms of, he's replaceable. Yeah, is what I is what I think. He's not—he's not someone that they rely on. They've got Mycheck, they've got Elliot, who was reasonably well held last night, and they've got both Ruckman, who can both go forward. So in terms of if it is going to hurt them, I don't think it will necessarily hurt them in terms of saying this is a huge blow. But you just feel for you feel for the players, won't you? You do. So let me explore that with you then. What is the change? Because you don't make two problems trying to fix one. You don't take Howe and push him into attack and all of a sudden you know, bring Noble in and play him as a defender or do something to mess with your defence. So the obvious solution to me is not to disrupt mm. what you've got. Mm. And having Cox play forward and Cameron in the ruck is not disrupting what you've got that much. Is Would, would you bring Adams in, play him on the bench, and use both rucks on the field in the starting 18? I don't know about Adams. I'd be reluctant to do that just because okay. uh, unless it was just a very – unless nothing showed up in the scan, it was just a bit of soreness. But if he's got a hamstring strain, I mean – So you start Ginevan and play Noble as I, your sub? I, I would – yeah, I would uh, put – so Cox started in the ruck last night. I would put Cox forward. I'd start Cameron in the ruck. I'd put Ginevan to the interchange bench. He would yep. start there and become your, your your forward rotation if you want to go a little bit smaller when when one of the ruckmen needs a spell. So Cox comes off, Ginevan comes on, Cameron comes up into the ruck, and then you've got Noble, who is a very good sub. Mm. Or I would go Noble into the side and put Lipinski as your sub. I didn't think he was great last night. So they've got... They've got flexibility, but you're right. I w- they did explore how forward at times this year, and, and he hit the scoreboard a couple of times, but he just didn't have the mobility, I didn't think, and he's so good behind the ball, and we saw that a couple of times last night with what he provides back there. So I'm interested in Pies fans' thoughts, but you know, in the first five minutes of thinking about it, I think they've got the solution. That's just go to a little bit smaller. What are the other things you took from last night's game? Yeah. Collingwood's side of the equation before we talk about well, the Giants later. Well, let's go to the, the, the biggest thing was Jordan Ngoi. And once again, I've been um, really hard on him. And I, I think rightly so. I don't back away from anything that I've had to say about Jordan Ngoi. And, and just to rehash what some of that is. I mean, he's a 27, 28-year-old who has nowhere near maximised the capabilities and the talent that he's got. Never been All-Australian. Never won a best and fairest. Um, has been a pretty good finals performer. but uh, And then there's all the other stuff that has happened. So... For him to stand up last night after 12 touches in last year's prelim final, after everything that he put the club through, after them standing by him when it looked as though they wouldn't, and I think there was some at Collingwood that, that sort of wanted to trade him. He even thought about being traded himself. So many elements and sliding doors moments. I mean, he took forever to sign that contract. He eventually did. And to produce a career-best performance from about the first five seconds of that game, was was a moment for him. And I, and I hope it's a moment to go, okay, this is how good I can be. Oh, I'm a, I'm a top five player yeah. in the league when he plays like that. He couldn't tackle him. Like he, was, he just could not tackle him last night. 13 clearances uh, and was the best player on the ground by a mile. So that was the big one from a Collingwood point of view. The second one is j- just the uh, advantage of finishing top two, I think. Like when we, we – it's a long, arduous season – but when you look at the two teams, like Collingwood don't win that game last night if that's not at the MCG. I don't know if they were the, the better side, but the way that... Well, the crowd's got to be worth more than two points. It's got to be worth three goals, yeah. I reckon. So that you see, you would argue that them being able to finish where they finished in the home and away season and not have to travel 
is the difference between them getting over the line last night. And we'll, we, we'll probably see something similar, I assume, if it's the way that I think it's going with, with Brisbane. Like, Brisbane could have gone to Port Adelaide. Now, they may still have been good enough to beat Port, but it's a different path, isn't it? So, Do you think fatigue as well as the crowd? So fatigue for the Giants contributed to had, it as well? It had to be, didn't it? Yeah. Like, well, it, I think so. They, 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 were exor- they weren't covering the ground like they had done against Port. Like, they were just sprinting away. And, and you can understand why with the travel schedule, with the six-day break, with the year that they've had... So that's a factor as well, and you know they'd be disappointed that they started so slowly because they finished top four. It would have been a different story. So the crowd and and the advantage of the home and away season, you just can't take that for granted throughout the year. That's why you know the Giants lost to West Coast this year. Yeah, like just yeah. those moments that you look back on and go, well, things could have been a little bit different. Uh, so there's a couple of things, but just on the Giants, how good's their future look? Like, I mean, we do get captivated a little bit by the now, but the thing I really like about their list going forward, I don't think they need anything really, because what I what I see is that their senior players, Dwayne Owen Whitey, they have probably three years left in them. So when you look at Whitfield, they're they're not thirty plus. When yeah. you look at Canelio, when you look at Green, when you look at Taylor, whereas Collingwood do have a few of those players: side bottom, Mitchell, Pendlebury, Adams. Mitchell. Yeah, so they're they're getting towards Al. the end. Even Mason Cox is thirty, mm. so we'll be thirty one next year. So panelist plays next year, Cyberman plays next year. But you're right. I mean, the window now is just opening for mm. the Giants. So they've it? got that. They've got that core. So Ward's probably the only one that is in, in the category that you mentioned there. But then they've got the young ones, like Ash, we don't talk about. Iden, how good was Iden yeah. last night? Yeah, like, these amazing. are low 20s. You've got Callahan, like not even probably 20 yet. He might be 20. 25th game. You've got Green. So, so you've got the core, you've got the exciting youth that's going to drive the group forward, and then you've still got the injection of whatever whoever they pick because their, their draft hand is enormous with the Hopper and Taranto situation. So I just think they're in a in an amazing spot to continually um, push up, and they're very well coached, as we've seen. Well, that's the thing I wanted to talk about, about the coaching. And I don't think it's just Adam Kingsley. I think Brett Montgomery has to get a lot of credit for what he's done defensively, defensively with the Giants because – this is the same group of players that played last year, mm. but so he's In not fact, only it's the same group of players without minus, Hopper and Taranto. Well, that's few. true. That's yeah. true. That's very true. So not only are they playing a different style that's clearly stood up in finals, but and I don't know what it is, but Adam Kingsley's actually got players playing better, and it's not just the young players. There was talk about Canelio getting traded at the end of last year. They wanted Whitfield out for salary cap reasons. And all of a sudden, when you look at what they've done in this run into a preliminary he's final, he's made a player out of Briggs. Briggs is well. Where'd he come from? Yeah, and even um, like Hogan, like how he's Hogan, been a frustrating yeah. player for so, ten, ten so, years. So, what what has he done as a coach or as a coaching group to get the best out of these guys, guys that we thought were finished or needed mm. to go to another club, to get them all playing well? Yeah, who would know unless you unless you're there, unless you speak to those players, you wouldn't know. But a lot of it is about belief. A lot of it is about the work that you do in the preseason and having the real confidence for someone like Hogan that you've done the work and you can go out there and your body can stand up for for six months of an arduous footy season. Same with Whitfield, who's had his issues. Buckley's had his issues as well. So getting really hardened throughout the preseason, having that coach believe in you, play to a structure that you believe in as players and that you've drilled has clearly been the key for them. They, they just play a good, honest brand of football. They, they defended so well last night. Having said that, though, I rewatched the tape as I was coming over from Adelaide today. They, they had so many missed opportunities oh. that, will, that will haunt them forever. And Is that why do you reckon they were so disappointed at the end of the game? I know they've lost by one point, but 
to have the control they had yeah. and to miss out on so many guilt-edged So Brown missed 40 minutes to go in the first quarter from straight in front of that 50. He missed another simple That's one. That's the crowd too, though, isn't it? He, yeah. he doesn't miss very and, many. Yeah, and, it, well, he's, and he's an Irishman, so whether how much he's worked on the set shot technique, Bedford kicked the check side yeah. that he would usually kick. They took the advantage on one that they shouldn't have taken the advantage the on. The pressure was big, though. Even Nick Dacos missed one he'd he, normally he kick. Would usually, you can probably, he missed the six, but he's not missing that next no, one. <laughs> I couldn't believe he missed that. But yeah. So and then in in the Ash turns a footy over under no pressure in Collingwood when the Giants had all the momentum, go back and score in the third quarter. So there's just so many moments. that the, I mean, I played in a prelim in 2014. We kicked 3-9 in the first quarter. We lost by six points. And it forever just sticks with you. Like, you just can't get it. And then you watch the next week. And I remember Hawthorne just cleaned up Sydney the next week. I'm like, well, we probably would have won the premiership because Sydney were... So it just always the what-ifs that they'll have forever. Now, they may get back there. Toby Green's snap that's marked on the line in the last quarter. Now, in the second quarter, he centred that and they got a goal out of it. Well, even if that gets fumbled through, it's a point, point. scores a level. So did he do the Extra right time. thing or the wrong thing, guys? Oh, I think the right th- To I, just try and get a score? I or? think so. I mean, he's, he's, he's half a centimetre from kicking a goal and winning them the game. And, and who'd have thought the wingman would be standing on the goal line? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the brilliance of Because it's either a well. goal or it gets rushed through under normal circumstances, yeah, well, isn't it? I mean, a behind, even if he juggles it, even if he... he, he his game awareness side bottom in that moment was fantastic. He knew they were one point up. He couldn't juggle it. And he couldn't rush it. And he was amazing. The poise that he had in that moment was arguably the game-winning moment yep. in a way because a fumble and it's extra time. So, yeah, you're right about all that, Kane. I, I agree with you. But the the Giants, the pressure was so big. That mm. crowd was mm. enormous, 95,000. There were a lot of little moments. that Even some of the turnovers from Kelly's boot. Yeah, um, Brown over running a ball on the wing when he, all he had to do was tap it on. And Markoff came off. He his looked man up. And, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and Collingwood had theirs as well. Like we mentioned, the McStay one. They they had some ones that they they missed as well, and they they made some errors. Even Dacos and Pendlebury and, and good players made pressure. So that made mistakes. So the pressure was. I mean, that's what you expect. Yes, yeah, and true. that's why. Um, you know, finals football is a completely different ball game than the home and away. Our pre-game partner is Beaumont Tiles, Subway Tiles from twenty nine ninety five at Beaumont Tiles. And our travel partner for this big one at the Gabba is Bargain Car Rentals, the best price guaranteed, no hidden fees and Australian owned. That's a bargain. So the full team a little later on, Jared Waitley, Stephen King, Dermot Burton, Andy Marr, Wayne Johnson, Mark McClure. So massive team at the Gabba. Adam White, Kane Corns with me. And Dane Zorko is going to join us after the break. So stick around. You're with AFL Nation for tyre power, your big finals favourites for tyre safety. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and tyre power. Big footy final sale. Yeah, we're really proud of our journey. We mentioned it during the week about, you know, it takes two years to get to these moments, or our story is that at least. You know, even after the game, I mentioned on the whiteboard, you know, two years of doing one-on-one fight drills. Like, we do it every every session. Two minutes of it, tick off, two minutes, next one. I don't know how many hours that is, but you saw some of those contests in the last quarter, how much we'd rehearsed those moments. So, now we, we sit in this and take a little bit of a breath and be really proud of what we've, we've achieved so far. Certainly very proud of... You know, the group, their development, the way they fight, the way they hang in in every game, the way they play to the last minute. They're a really special group. You know, we need to make sure we maintain that that level and improve on it. 
Two coaches, Craig McRae and Adam Kingsley. AFL Nation for Elders Home Loans. Looking to make a move, then think Elders Home Loans. And for tyre power, your big finals favourites for tyre safety at tyre power. Our major partner is the TAC. Don't use your phone illegally whilst driving TAC. Kane Corns, Adam White with me and the full team a little bit later on. And Dane Zorko, not far away from joining us. Signet, by the way, is powering the call team. Signet Mag family, power every moment. Australian designed, Australian owned. On this Super Saturday, thanks to Imar. Imar Tradies Insurance Queensland's Tradies Mate presents our Super Saturday coverage all day today. That's Imar. What did you make of the Nick Dacos tackle, Kane? Because we presume, I presume it'll get a fine. Yeah. Uh, Is it fineable? Is it any more than that? I've had a couple of looks at it. It it doesn't look great because Pendlebury's got the one arm pinned Mm. and Daniels is in a, uh, Daniel is in a vulnerable position. So the MRO grading for rough conduct, uh, part of the consideration is the player being tackled is in a vulnerable position either arms pinned with little opportunity to protect himself or an opponent is slung, driven or rotated into the ground with excessive force. So I think it's both of those. But I don't, but I don't look, I don't think he'll get suspended. If it was the home and away season, I, I think he would be in a bit of trouble, particularly because he went off for a head assessment and his head was driven into the ground. Now, part of that wasn't Dacos's fault, but he has a duty of care to the player because one arm was pinned and he couldn't protect himself. They'll look at it, I suspect... Um, nothing will happen, but I think it'll be a different story if it was in the home and away season. Really? Because mm. of the writing of the rule, but the way the rule's written. So round two next year, um, if it's not Nick Dacos and it's uh, two completely different players, do you think that should be suspendable forever, those well, kind I, of actions? I, I don't, right. but that's, so the way that, that, that's the way that it yeah. has been suspended. So, we, so can we adjust at, this a little or not? Because I, I'm with you on the can't win a Brownlow if that happens. and well, that's, that's a, a joke. That's an issue, isn't it? So Will Day had one on close... Um, in the early stages of the year in the middle of the MCG, which I had a look at. Now, it, it looks a bit more uh, forceful and a bit more awkward, but it's very similar. And Close didn't hit his head. He got straight up and Will Day got suspended. And there's been others at the start of the year that would be equally as bad as what Nick Dacos has done. So, look, don't drive off the road, Collingwood fans. If you're <laughs> listening to me, he, he will be fine, I'm sure. But I think if it wasn't a prelim final to go through to a grand final, if it wasn't Nick Dacos and if it was... I don't know, Gary Rowan, there might be a different story. And I'm calling for them to fix the problem before it does happen next year and the player does end up mm. missing a game with that and yep. misses a brown line. We don't want that to happen in our game, so whether they will adjust it, I'm not sure. But we do have new people in charge, mm. in essence, so mm. Laura Kane might have a chat about that. Do you run into Laura from time to time? From have time to time things? at the uh, All-Australian um, meeting, so two or three times a year, yeah. But really pleasantly surprised by um, the, the start that she has, has made and she she's in good order and already she's starting to have her influence i mean the did you get Tom... in her ear about a couple of the changes you want the, the... <laughs> i think the kick-in rule's got to go like the fact that you get a uh, don't get me started and then you can you run 30 a, meters also when you, you get, get out of the girl squad <laughs> you get a stat for just running over the line it's ridiculous it's they, distorting all the you're, stats you're you're still burnt from the past when you used yeah, to ha- exactly tag right. someone and they used to go to the girl oh, square it's to, even get worse the, now. to get the stat against well, you you used to have to chip it to yourself and then go. At least that was, you know, required some level of skill. Now you just step over. But the other one as well is is for the Daniels um, concussion uh, assessment and what they do with the sub next year. You shouldn't be penalised for that. If you've got a doctor upstairs saying he needs to come off, get him off, he needs to spend 20 minutes out, mm. 
You should be able to use your sub. Just bring him back on. Yeah, fit. Back, if you, if you've brought a sub off, so if and it was he's Ward, fit. if yeah. it was yeah. Ward, and he's come off and he's been subbed off, mm. and then you've got a guy who has to legally do a concussion test and can't play for twenty minutes, get your fit sub who's sitting there, still warm, back onto the ground. Yeah, it makes oh. a lot of sense. Well, next time you see, you'll be there at Brownlow night. Yeah. You'll be sitting on Laura's table. I'll, won't t- you? I'll tell her. I want to ask both of you well, about the interchange situation. We do have to take a break. Dane's can we, can about we, to join can us. Can we wait till later because it might take a bit to discuss? All right, we better wait till later. I think it caused massive problems for the Giants late. Dane Zorko's about to join us after the break. Stick around. This is AFL Nation for Elders Home Loans. Looking to make a move? Then think Elders Home Loans and for tyre power. You big footy finals favourites for tyre safety. Dane Zorko from the Lions as we build up to the bounce of the ball between the Lions and Carlton next. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tyre Power. Big footy finals sale. We've been able to, you know, um, you know play the one final and, and, and get some good rest. So we, we're fresh. We've got no excuses in, in that regard. We've just got to bring our best footy along. But it's it's a, it's a good position to be in. I think when you've got a younger group, you'd probably like to play every week. Uh, when your group's a little bit older, as ours has become in, in more recent times, it's good to have that opportunity to, to rest up and get ready again. Great to have you company on AFL Nation for Elders Home Loans. Looking to make a move, then think Elders Home Loans. And for tyre power, your big footy finals favourites for tyre safety. Now, pre-game partner is Beaumont Tiles. Subway tiles from $29.95 at Beaumont Tiles as we wind our way towards the bounce of the ball between the Lions and the Blues tonight. Adam White, Kane Corns with me, the full team not far away from joining us. And... One of the stars of the Lions, it's not their biggest star for the last 10 years. Dane Zorko has been good enough to join us in game 249. I know he's going to be taking it one game at a time, but uh, I'm sure he knows it'll be 250 if they get to the grand final. Dane, congratulations on everything done so far, and welcome back to the program. Great to have you on. Thanks, Dwayne. Yeah, appreciate it. Look, Dermy's just come over and whispered his ear. He wants to know how many Red Bull you've had so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving it for the call, just the one early, but I've got a couple for half time. Just when you spark up, Dana, I'm saving one for your second half goal that you get to give yourself a two or three goal lead. How's your crowd going to be? Yeah, well, yeah, hopefully electric. I mean, they've been fantastic. They've come out all season and supported us. And, uh, the last six or seven home games, we've been fortunate enough to have sellouts, and, and today's no exception to that. Have, so, have you, yeah. Have you rattled their case to be a bit louder, just to get a little bit nastier? Because uh, we have seen some some boisterous crowds down here in Melbourne and in Port Adelaide as well. They get a little nastier there, but the Brisbane Lions crowd sometimes can be a bit too nice. Very respectful, Dwayne. Very respectful here <laughs> up here in Brisbane. So, uh, yeah, look. They try their absolute hardest to put the opposition off when uh, when they can, but uh, yeah, today we're just hoping they're really loud and um, excited by every contest. Dane, a little bit's been spoken about your journey, but probably a good time to reflect. Your third prelim, haven't quite been to a grand final yet, being close. You'll be 35 next year. Do you lie in bed over the last couple of weeks and think, I don't know, this may be my last opportunity, or how are you approaching tonight? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I have. Um, but, yeah, look, I think I've been extremely fortunate to be even playing these games, so that's something that I hold very special as well. But, yeah, we've got an unbelievable opportunity here. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, we understand the importance of this game. We understand um, just how hard our journey's been over the last six, seven years under Chris Fagan. And um, today we're hoping we can uh, lay it all out there. And and whatever comes of that, comes of that. But, um, yeah, definitely could be my last opportunity to play in a match like this. And, um, 
Hopefully not. How have you prepared? Like the, the one game in 21 days, I think it is going to be. Uh, how conscious of you have you been with that and how hard have you gone at training? Yeah, training's been sensational, to be honest with you, Kane. It really has. Um, both our Saturday hit-outs leading into the Port Adelaide game was really good and this weekend was no different. So really happy with the way we've trained over the past um, fortnight. I think as a, as a team that's matured and now this is our fifth final series in a row, when we got the double chance, you know, in the first couple of years, we probably wanted to keep playing straight away. We had weeks off and we probably didn't know how to handle it. I think this time around, with the experience we now have in the group, the maturity, the different bodies, the guys that have played numbers, number of finals, I think it's probably been more to our, our beneficiary. So, uh, look, fingers crossed that happens for us today. Um, certainly, the boys are in really good shape. We've trained extremely well. Obviously, Jack Payne's going out for us, so um, we expect Darcy Gunn to come in and fill that role that he's done on a number of times in his um, you know, career. So, uh, the boys are in really healthy shape. Well, I get blown away every time I watch you play just with the amount of raw talent that you've got, particularly in the front half. So, Cameron Bailey, yourself when you're there, Rainer, I'm talking about the smalls largely, like Wink McCarthy's a very good player, doesn't get the recognition he, he deserves. How do you go about making sure everyone gets their turn? Oh, well, that's exactly right. I mean, for us, it's about getting your role done. You know, Charlie kicks the goals and, you know, Zach gets on his, you know, goals every now and then, but I think what you see off the ball and the guys like Link McCarthy that doesn't get the recognition... Um, and Cam Rainer off the ball, what they do is, you know, quite phenomenal for us. So it's not about um, kicking the goals and everything like that. It's about doing your team role, and that's something that we've really bought in under Fakes. We probably didn't do it in our first few final series, to be honest with you. Everyone sort of wanted to be that person and that uh, that game winner. Um, we've learned a lot over that over this journey about not being that person, just doing your role and getting it done. You know, team success is more important than individual, and I think that's the way we sort of played our footy over the last uh, 24 months and um, I'm hoping or I'm expecting today You've moved the ball with real speed from your back half and the, the individuals once again, McKenna's been a great addition, Kitty Coleman we know what he can do and, and Wilmot's been a star are you surprised they've gone so tall like so Mackay, Kurnow, De Koning probably down there? Well not really, I mean once Jack Payne went out, I mean, he's a 200-plus defender. So you bring in someone like Darcy Gardner, who's only 194. Ryan Lester's only 194 or 191. So it doesn't surprise me they've gone a little bit taller. But I guess that just puts more onus on us in the midfield to really, you know, apply that pressure and, and not give them such good looks. It's a little bit windy up here today in Brisbane as well. So, um, you know, our pressure's going to be absolutely um, paramount to, the, to our defenders having a good afternoon. Dane, 90, 90 minutes out from the start, what... What are you doing between now and, and game time? Is your preparation completely done? How do you fill in the time? And as a leader, are you getting around to others and talking to them about their roles or you don't want to overcomplicate it for other players? I'm interested in what you do between now and the first bounce. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'll just go back into my individual prep now um, and just start getting my body warmed up. It's, I think that's one thing is not being captain anymore is you can probably focus a little bit more time into yourself and making sure your body's actually 100% ready to go. Um, no, I, I probably won't get around to the group a hell of a lot. I mean, we've got some fantastic coaches that have been able to relay the messages across the last seven days of what we need to do. So going and cluttering up their heads anymore would just be unnecessary. So my advice to, those, to the boys down there and, and all I'll say is really enjoy the moment, get out there um, and just do what we've been doing. <laughs> I think that means it's the end of our interview. Uh, that's officially come to an end. Now, Dane, we, we do... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's uh, that's better than smelling salts. That's got you ready for it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a bit of a jump there on the bench. Anyway, we're good to go. Uh, good on you, Dave. Great to have a chat to you. You've got our Mr. Annoying down there. You're like poking the bear. Dermot, you are, are you annoying anyone specifically tonight with the Carlton side, or do you like to annoy them all uh, equally? Uh, no, I might get into the old mate's jockey here and there, but uh, that's all taken cheap. But, uh, no, look, I'm just a competitor, and I, and I want to win just as much as they do. So. And we love it, and we absolutely love it, so can't wait to see it. Dane, great to have you. Look forward to talking to you before your 250th next week, maybe. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Cheers. Dane Zorko joining us downstairs ahead of game 249 as In part of, of our pregame. Yeah. What was that noise? I'm not sure, but a uh, vacuum cleaner was going. There was uh, It was right next to the siren, obviously. What's happening? And uh, Derm was down there having a chat in the background. Our pregame for Beaumont Tiles. Beaumont Tiles has all the reasons to get your renovation started today. They've got... Australia's biggest range of tiles, hard flooring, bathroom wear, and a price big guarantee on tiles. And just by shopping with them, you'll go into the draw to win a trip for two to the US where you'll touch down for America's biggest day of footy, $70,000 as well up till November 12. You've got until November 12 to enter. Simply shop in-store and you'll go into that draw to win that trip of a lifetime. You'll be happy you chose Beaumont's terms and conditions apply. Great to have your company on AFL Nation. Back with more from Kane Corns. And Adam White next. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Bigfooty Final Sale. Great to have your company wherever you're listening to AFL Nation for Elders Home Loans. Looking to make a move, then think Elders Home Loans. And for Tire Power, your Bigfooty Finals favourites for. Tire safety, it's Super Saturday. Thanks to Imar, Imar Trading Insurance, Queensland's tradies mate, presents our Super Saturday coverage all day today. That's Imar, massive game, Brisbane Lions and the Blues. Tonight, the winner to play Collingwood in the grand final, which will be happening this time next week. Telstra have been good to footy for a long, long period of time. And if footy is your game, listen up, Telstra and the AFL teaming up to support local footy clubs across the country and introducing the Telstra Footy Country Grants, where from next year, junior and senior AFL clubs nationally can apply for grants to support their footy club from a total funding pool of $2 million. Whether your club needs a new line-marking machine, new netting behind the goals, or resources for your volunteers, these grants could help give your club a boost. It's a code-first collaboration to directly bolster the sport we all love, so if you want to be a part of it, just visit telstra.com slash footygrants to find out more. Our pre-game partner is Beaumont Tiles, Subway Tiles from $29.95 at Beaumont Tiles. So great to have you with us. And the full team not far away, uh, Kane Corns and Adam White with me. Adam, you were halfway through a question to Kane before. Yes, I was. I wanted to talk about the interchange gate situation or the bench situation. Now, it was well known, the Dugowie, um scenario where he was on the bench for pretty much, I think, the last nine minutes he couldn't get on. But Briggs for the Giants went off with three minutes 30 to go. And then there was eight or nine crucial stoppages in the last two minutes. And Keefe is rucking against Cameron, essentially, in that time. Briggs took himself off with 3.30 to go. Is it, is it too easy to say, oh, the game's on the other side of the ground, you can't get players on or off? Is there, is there a better way of teams doing this so it doesn't potentially cost teams games? Because we see it through the year. It's not just a... And we see it through quarters as well. It's not just at the end of the game in, in the final. Once upon a time, you could walk off out of sight if you weren't coming back on. Yeah. Which I'm surprised that players haven't done if you're allowed to do it anymore. So if you're That's done with three or four minutes left and Degoe wants to come back on and you know you're done for the game, we're just three minutes left, walk off. But, but, there's a big but on that. 
what if it ends up in extra time? Yeah, that's true. So too. then you cost yourself, you cost your team an extra time. So if it's a one-point game, yeah. it's the kind of thing you don't want yeah. to be doing because you can't come back on. So is it a game awareness thing or is it that, that teams are so heavily structured and planned that you, you can't sort of freestyle it a little bit in the last 10 minutes? Yeah, it's hard to uh, – I mean, you, I'm not sure how you could have got someone off because there wasn't a goal kicked. There wasn't even a point kicked in the last six minutes. Yeah. So – can a runner balls. come out and just drag someone off? I don't think the runner's allowed to go out No, in those situations. No. So, you know, I mean, you could hold a sign up, but the likelihood of a player looking over to the sign and seeing their number and, you know, recognising that it's them coming off is unlikely. So it was just an unusual game, I reckon, where there was no, like looking at the score, Hogan kicks this goal with six minutes 30 about to go, and that's the last score. Yeah. the game with, with six minutes 30 to go. So that's the last opportunity the players wouldn't have known to get a decent rotation. So I'm assuming Dugowie came off, well, he did just before then, and then there was no break that he could have got back on because of the lack of scoring and the runner's inability to go out there. So it was unusual. It was an unusual one last night. The, the Briggs one, he must have just been absolutely cooked. So him himself has, has butchered his own rotation. He shouldn't have come off with three minutes to go. He should have come off with more like 15 and then come back on with nine and gone the last nine, more so than missing out on those repeat stoppages late in the game. What happens tonight? Well, who would know? But I feel like, I just feel like Brisbane up there, good luck. Mm. It, feel, it feels a bit like Carlton have you know, probably played their grand final somewhat in the last couple of weeks and certainly last week. I hope they can get their stoppage game going, the Blues, because I think that's the only hope. And if it's a similar game to, to last night where it's bottled up for a lot of the period and uh, late there's heaps of stoppages, then that will be Carlton's best bet because they're devastating from stoppage and they have been for the last two seasons. So that is their best opportunity. But if the ball lives in space, if it gets to the outside, if, if Brisbane dominates centre bounce and kick it into a forward line with even numbers with the names that we mentioned out to Dane Zorko, they're going to kick. 14, 15 goals, and that's going to be hard to beat tonight. But Carlton could kick a score because Payne's not playing. Yeah. They brought in Mackay, so, and Deconian looked good last week. So all of a sudden they've got a bit more potency forward, almost more than they've had all season because, look, Mackay, we don't know what he's going to deliver. But Deconian showed last week that he's actually getting better. Yeah, so the centre bounce battle is crucial, and that, that's always the case at the Gabba. So if Carlton can get some centre bounce dominance, kick it into even numbers, who knows what Mackay is going to deliver? I don't know. You toss a coin whether he's going to be awful and touch the footy five times or whether he's going to kick four. I could not tell you right now. And that's the hard part about not being able to trust a player like that coming into a big game off a limited preparation. That's the reason I probably would have gone with the same, same-ish same 22 with Jack Martin coming back in from last week. It's a big gamble to play him. Um, but if he can get it going on a matchup that he likes with no pain there and they can keep Harris Andrews really accountable and they get centre bounce dominance, that's their best bet. High stoppage game, make it brutal, make it contested. And there is somewhat of a, a softish underbelly in the Brisbane lineup that we've seen. I think they're a different team than what they've been in the past, but Hipwood's erratic at times. Danaher has been in the past, but he's been pretty rock solid this year. Even Dane Zorko himself has had his discipline issues over the journey. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see. But uh, if you're asking me who's going to win, I think Brisbane win comfortably. The last two times these sides have played, it's been Brisbane's small forwards that have killed Carlton. And if you look at Carlton historically through the year, they've had problems with small forwards. They've tried to revamp their defence for this particular game. But Bailey's kicked eight goals in the last two times they've played. Mm-hmm. Cameron's kicked six. Uh, Rainer's Rainer... di- well, Rain a different player now. Yeah. Like, he's not... 
He's not the Cameroner that he was in round one no. when they're trying to play him half back. No, that's right. He's he's a, he's built for finals. Like yeah. we saw what Dugowie did last night. Well, Rayner was doing not as prolific, but similar stuff against Port Adelaide in that first final. He, you couldn't tackle him. Yeah. And he was like looking at players going, good luck, and mm. just the big fend off. And he's bombing goals from 55 on the run. So he he is the one that can really break it open. And McCluggage is is back in real good Since form Ashcroft's well. gone out, yeah. McCluggage has had, I guess, more midfield opportunity, hasn't he? I, I think, Dwayne, the thing that makes it really interesting for me tonight is you've got the tools in Carlton's forward line and the smalls in Brisbane's forward line that might be the, the determining fact. They're so different, both forward lines. I think that's what makes it intriguing for me. Kane, you were all part of the Australian Selection Committee before we take a break, and the rest of the team come in and join us as part of our pregame. If you could pick a team from scratch, every player against the wall... Because I noticed you've been critical of Petrarca recently. His kicking is a problem, so I'm, I'm with you on he mm. needs to fix his kicking if he's going to be the best of the best. Kerno has been a little up and down, yeah. even though he's sensational as a key forward. Um, we know that Dacos has been one of those players who is a rising star with a bullet, but you were a little critical about him taking the kickings as a halfback. We've got Bontempelli, Degoe. Who, who was, mm. Who's your number one player in the comp right now? Because Toby Green... Again, looked like he might be the difference maker last night. Yeah, probably Toby for me, just for everything that he brings. Um, he gets the best opposition player every week in terms of a defender. And the midfielders get big numbers, but they don't have anyone playing on them. He has someone, even last night, Collingwood seemed to change their defensive structure a little bit to make sure there was someone alongside of him all the time. They usually guard space, but they sort of changed that up a little bit last night, which I thought was a good move. And he makes you pay. Like that, That's the difference between him and Petrarca this year and over the last couple of years. He just makes the most of his opportunities. He pinged that one from 50 last night off two steps. He kicked that left foot snap from stoppage off half a step. Like, who's kicking that? Um, so I, I think right now, uh, for what he brings to his side, he, he's the best player in it. Whitey? I've always felt Bontempelli um, because of just what he does in big moments and how he brings others into the game so well. Um, but you need match winners. And, and I think this is – I really want Charlie Kerno to step up in a final mm. because – for me, he's so exciting with what he can do. There's almost nothing he can't do, but the big test is to see him stand up in finals. So uh, I reckon I'd be close to picking Charlie. Who's got the best chance of beating Collingwood next week out of these two? Probably Brisbane with their weapons, I would have thought, and their scoring power. Um, so, and I mean, the Pies do give you a look uh, in their defence. So if you've got the amount of talent that Brisbane have, they, you get their ball inside 50 uh, 50 times, they're probably going to kick a score. So I just think Brisbane have, um, you know, the most potent firepower. And they beat them twice sides. comfortably this year, didn't they, yeah. Brisbane? 14's about to join us, so make sure you stick around. AFL Nation for tyre power, your big finals favourites for tyre safety. The footy update has come your way. All the stuff we've been talking about, about last night's game for Australian made. Let's back Team Australia by Australian made our travel partner for the Gabba contest coming away in about an hour or two. Our travel partner is Bargain Car Rentals, the best price guaranteed, no hidden fees, and Australian owned. That's a bargain. And the 14 not far away, Jared Waitley. Stephen King's joining us as part of the coverage as well. Former Gold Coast coach Dermot Brereton's going to be with us not far away. Andy Marr, if you want the Carlton biased call, you've got Andy Marr, Look Wayne out. Johnson. <laughs> And Mark McClure, who's also going to be part of it as well, as well as Kane Corns and Adam White and I. This is Super Saturday. Thanks to Imar, Imar Trady Insurance, Queensland's tradies mate.
presents our Super Saturday coverage all day today. That's Imar. Stick around. More coming away from the Gabba next. You're listening to The Finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tyre Power. Big Footy Finals Sale. Good afternoon from the Gabba where the gates are open. There is a pulsing sense of expectation in the town and we are under bright skies. There is so much to look forward to this second preliminary final. The Brisbane Lions and Carlton on AFL Nation for Elders Home Loans. Looking to make a move, then think Elders Home Loans and Tyre Power, your big finals favourites for tyre safety. Jared Waitley with you. Dermot Brereton's still with me. We've been into the town, Derm. We've met, oh, there are thousands of Carlton, Carlton fans. supporters. <laughs> it's been uh, quite the football experience over the past three hours. Yes, we've gone out. We said, I think we've said hello to 12,000 of them, but yeah, it's wonderful to see the streets roaming with, with the navy blue. And look, you might have been gouged for $2,000 return air fair trips, but if you make your way into the Gabba, be prepared for $15 cans of beer and $6 (laughs) bottles of water. The little ones. They're going to get you on the way in as well. We got the father and son who've driven here from Wangaratto. It's been by every means necessary to get here and some 14,000 of Carlton fans have taken up their tickets. That's a big voice here. Yeah. Yeah. That's as much as the Lions will have experienced against them on their home deck. Andy Marr has made the trip for Blues Radio. We're borrowing him for an hour. He's got his Stronger Together T-shirt on, Andy. Wow, what an experience, eh? I I concur with uh, your experience of wandering the streets. I've just been to the Pineapple Hotel where they've had about 400 strong. There's 1,000 at the Plough, and there's another function somewhere with 800, all sold, all ticketed. And, and the families of the players were at the Pineapple. All the mums and dads yeah. were there. And Annabelle Doherty came up to me and declared them. So if you believe in this sort of stuff, and she seems like a very sensible woman, much like her son, she said, they're going to win. Uh, they are going to win. They are going to win. So <laughs> there's a great sense of excitement amongst them um, and a bit of optimism. Have you double dipped? Have you been to do a gig already for a car? I did it free of charge. Oh. Love of the, the t-shirt. Oh. I'm not like you. I'm about to get sick. I think we'll get it. We'll get a bit of merch. Get a bit of merch out of the shop for the kids. That, that's what I'm good for these days. But it's. They have come up in force. They are everywhere. It's so great. Yeah. It's so great. Our pregame partner is Beaumont Tiles. Subway Tiles from twenty nine ninety five at Beaumont Tiles. We're in such good hands this afternoon, Dermot. Your partner in expert commentary has just finished the job of coaching the Suns. And in his seven-week stint, he beat the Lions and he led the Blues by 40 points. So there will be no better inside word on what's happening in this game than Stephen King. Stephen, it's great to have you on AFL Nation. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, it's great to be here. And um, as Dermot said earlier, it's a perfect day for footy and I can't wait. I think these two teams are going to uh, be brutal against each other today, so I can't wait to watch it. Is there a formula to stop Charlie, though? You you couldn't quite get it done. No, it's supply, I think. Yeah, he's he's a freak athlete, freak talent. You've just got to try and limit limit the amount of ball that comes his way. And I think, yeah, he's probably due for one today. Something special might happen. What about the other Charlie? There's the Charlies at either end who are potentially going to be pretty pivotal to the outcome of this one. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I think, um, as I said about the athleticism of Kurnow, I think Charlie Cameron, his speed and I think you just the centre bounce, I think the centre bounce game today is going to be pivotal to the outcome of the game because... Yeah. 
not only are both these teams really good at the centre bounce game, but on this ground, you don't have to get it that far off your boot to, to get it to a really dangerous area, and we know what Charlie can do there. Can you make a case for Carlton in, in your mind, or do you think Brisbane protect the fortress that they've beat here, built here? No, I, I can definitely make a case for Carlton, that's for sure. I think they're three talls with, with Payne out. I think if they can be brave with the footy, almost be a little bit unpredictable and shift the ball, take the ball off the line, get some really good run from behind and change angles, I think it can trouble Brisbane's backs. What might um, the absence of pain do to the psychology of Harris Andrews today? Yeah, look, I think it'll make him uncomfortable. I think depending on what Carlton do and how, what avenue they go down towards assigning a matchup to him and flip the script a little bit, if, if they send Big Harry to, to Harris today and just play him back shoulder and take him out of the game, I think there's still two genuine goal-kicking options for Carlton left. So that, that'll be intriguing to watch and see how that shapes up straight from the start. So Brisbane, are, well, this year they're impossible to knock off at home, but you knocked them off up here just down the road yep. at, at surface. What was the one thing you had up on the board, the whiteboard to knock over? You know, the, the, the theme, the mantra for the day. Oh, for us, we had to do something different. We hadn't beaten Brisbane for the last 10 occasions, so it was if we do the same thing again, we'll get the same result. So something has to change. And what so, was that? So we had to bring a brutal edge to our game. We had to knock off the big brother sort of mentality and just go for a kill and get a, get a scalp. So there was that psychology, but also a real bravery with the ball. We had to be, we had a three-second rule with ball in hand. Don't play slow, don't play straight. We don't care if we, the consequences of a turnover, even if it's unpredictable to us, it'll be more unpredictable to Brisbane. So, so let's just, let's be brave with the footy. How fantastic is that? Because That's awesome. It, it, it resonates. There'll be blokes out there who, who coach the local footy and they'll think, it's so scientific league football. But the three-second rule, up on the board. Yep. So blokes know that. That resonates with the local footballers who might see something very similar on his own club room board and it gets wheeled in on rollers and he writes it up there in, in text or on the chalkboard and it'll resonate with the local football. As much as we progress further in footy, it still is, once you run out in the ground, a basic game of sets, Absolutely. parameters and rules to abide by. That's right, Doom. And I think the more detail you get into, the more at times you can put a break on the player's instincts. So definitely there's circumstances, times in games where you, sure. you know you've got to try and play, to the, play to within the team constraints, but everyone's got their own weapons and you've got to make sure you bring them to the fore. So that... that and I guess this is a prelim final game, so there is consequence. So that's that's going to be the greatest battle today. It's okay for round 19 to say, boys, go for it. It's a free hit. This is this is obviously a bit, fair bit more on the line today. So I'm interested. Is there anything out of last night that flows into today? So Collingwood had the crowd, and for a while it felt crippling. that They, they expected to win. They played in a manner that consequence hung so heavily over them. They were tense. This is four years' worth of work for the Lions coming here today. Does that, does that extrapolate? The Giants ran the game out strongly. There was a little period where you thought, oh, I think they're physically wilting, and yet they came still again. Came at they were yeah. still going. In fact, you, I would make the case until the stoppage game set in as they were covering the, the ground better than Collingwood in the middle stages of the last quarter. So is there something in that for Carlton? I think that if you were to look at last night's, is that Collingwood forced the Giants in quarters three and a portion of four into a game that they didn't really want to play. Still stays true to your desired game style. Sometimes you're going to have to take the safer option. We talked about 
earlier today how that they were forced into down the line kicking um, without going into that game. Stay true to your game style, what your mantra is, rather than if the opposition put the stoppers on you, the pressure on Brisbane. You sort of think of it. I think supporters believe in those things a little bit more than a player. A player's got his got his uh, directions, and he runs out in the ground. And the first contest, it's all about that contest. He doesn't think about the pressure that's been heaped on this club. This is the culmination of a four-year build. This is the culmination of wilting at this time of the year in the past. This is about my first contest. So you never felt, either of you, never felt a heavier weight um, leading into prelims? It didn't have a loading on it that was, un, that was unique to a preliminary final? Oh, I think they're, they're unique. I mean, you, you want to take the take the win and get to the grand final but I think as, as Dumi said I think as a player you're you just want to make the game as easy as you can for your teammates and you want to be a great teammate that's reliable so if that is your first contest yeah, yeah. and you can give everyone confidence that yeah Dumi's on today the way he attacked that ball or so I think you just strip it back to what that looks like what, what a trademark game looks like for you as a player and what's expected of you as a teammate. So the mentality for, for us was if we we're in a, and our structure was a little different. You went straight through to the grand final after a second semi-final yep. win back in the other. Um, but if you were in a preliminary final, as opposed to a grand final, you'd say contest, ball, play edge, play nasty. If it spills over grand final day, so be it. You think all those things, preliminary final, but just don't let it spill yeah, over because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. done for the next week. Yep. And once you say, take some heat off that, you suddenly realise players who are in that mentality, you're not playing at your absolute peak. And you know that. So you, you have that feeling of, I'm playing at 99.5% yeah. want, not 100. So it, it, there's that mentality of, you've got to make sure that you're able to get out there the next week. I know times have changed, but that's the mentality. Mm. I felt for a while there last night as that, that players wouldn't take the 45 kick for mm. fear of turning it over. And that sat heavily over the game for a while, and Collingwood overcame that in the third quarter. But I felt like there were portions of their first half where they were crippled from what they would normally do for fear of going my God, it's a preliminary final. I'm not turning this ball over and watching it go down. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Jared. I think both teams, the way the amount of shallow entries that were there last night from just straight line kicks, whereas, I mean, you watch a home and away game, they rarely happen. Teams don't want to kick the ball to the 50-metre arc. They want to hit one, hit a short one, change an angle, then go deeper. So that, I think both teams were good at that at times, and that just shows what's on the line. Mm. Uh, are any of your stooges here yet, Andy? No, they're not. Haven't right. seen them yet. Don't know right. where they are. They enjoy, Sellers enjoys his time up here in Queensland. Is, are you he's a right bit of a, next door to us? We are. He's a rock star. <laughs> so I have to go in there and bash that Johnson uh, bloke. He'd need my front teeth in through no, my you mouth told, guard you, once. Yes, you've told me that story yeah. a few times. <laughs> Yeah, not on air, though. He's, he's, been in, he's seen better days physically, so just leave him alone. <laughs> this is Super Saturday, thanks to Imar. Imar Trady Insurance, Queensland's tradies mate, presents our Super Saturday coverage all day today. That's Imar. You're listening to The Finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tyre Power. Big footy final sale. We've had a great year and um, we've, we've had a long time without success. Um, so, um, so yeah, so uh, 
good luck to the Blues, Mickey, Michael Voss and, and Cripsy and the boys. Um, no one knows what I was talking about there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Ange Postacoglu at his press conference at Spurs <laughs> asked about Carlton in this final at the Gabba. Welcome back to AFL Nation for Elders Home Loans. Looking to make a move then? Think Elders Home Loans and for tyre power, your big finals favourites for tyre safety. It, it's reached... Carlton fans in every corner of yes. the world, Andy. Mark. Well, it's been a uh, it's been a long time without preliminary finals and and these feelings, Jared. So we're we're starved of it, and um, I think as one we're excited about just being back here, and hopefully there's you know an, at least one more to play before it all comes to an end. What about what we've had at the MCG? So ninety two thousand six thirty six for a seven point result, ninety two thousand and twenty six for a six point result, ninety six thousand four hundred and twelve for a two point result, and ninety seven thousand six hundred and sixty five for a one point result. That's okay, doesn't it? Yeah. It's so the and the noise that's been made by the um, representatives on mass has been a really noticeable this year. Maybe it's just because we we've made a uh, a bigger point of it, but it has been really loud, like really loud, like louder than I can remember it being loud for a long time. Doing it, uh, maybe I've been listening to it a bit more closely, but it's been amazing. One question I do have for you two blokes in particular: the couple of Carlton blokes out here tonight who are bringing sore shoulders in. Cripps will have the you know the, the padding around the ribs again. You've mentioned the preliminary final stuff, to him, and You don't want to cross the line, but. Where does that sit nowadays in the... The Melbourne blokes last week made sure that Cripps felt it a bit after the ball left areas, and they made Blake Akers work hard early. Alex Neil Bullen at one stage gave it a bit of a workout when the ball left the area. Mm. What do you, what do you, how much of that is fair game, and how far do you go? So, Blake Akers, Patrick Cripps... Sam Doherty. Sam Doherty. Doherty. Um, yep. What do we say? They are declared... Fit to play. Of course. They're open slather. Yep. Okay. As they can do the same to the opposition. I always thought, it, it, let's say a, an injury is of a certain extent that is hard to deal with. I always felt it was easier to get an injury in game and carry on than it was to take that same injury previously uh, gathered mm. into the next week. There's a feeling of unknown when you've got the existing injury because you it's an unknown feeling. Am I going to let my teammates down by declaring myself fit and I don't get through? Yeah. So I, 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 not that you want either, but I always found it easier to get the injury in game and just grit your teeth and somehow surge through. What about testing them, Kingy? Where, where does that sit in 2023? Oh, I think Brisbane would certainly be aware that Carlton are a little banged up and that could be one way they can get an advantage but it, it can't be at the expense of being undisciplined or yeah. giving away free kicks or, or, or getting rubbed out as Dermy's mentioned so I just think it'd probably give you a little bit of inner belief around your, your own preparation as a club that how good you are all feeling not having played last week you, that's got to, you've got to maximise that yeah. advantage So yeah. now that you're the bruised team are you all against it? <laughs> no, no I'm just, I'm just wondering where because I had a conversation with a few people during the week in another forum but it's about the Testing it out in, with the Legitimate Football Act. 
you see the bloke there and yeah. you can go through him, you go through him with a bump or a... But if the ball's left the area and you can hold them down on the ground and drive an elbow into the back of him or into the collarbone or whatever it might be... Gee, you're nasty. Well, I'm, I'm hung around with you for a long long time, Dermot. So, but do, the, 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 where the line is drawn between testing it out away from a natural football act v if you see the opportunity, take it. I actually think it'll be a brutal game anyway. So yeah. the game will be played in that manner that these boys, that it'll be on. What, what, what Dermot mentioned before around, I think the biggest disadvantage might be your own psychology around, have I let my teammates down? Yeah. Am I going to get through another four quarters of a brutal contest? And the unknown of, oh, will that jab work? Or yeah. if I get hit on it again, yeah. will that affect my confidence just to recklessly fly for the ball and play my role. Well, this is the scene of perhaps the greatest uh, expose of getting into the opposition who are wounded. We've seen in modern times when they earned the nickname the Cray Brothers, (laughs) the Scots, when they got into Nick Revolt. And if there's one thing you'd want to do to your opposition is have him go off in such agony that he sat on the bench in tears. And that's what they did to him. And it was an awful look. But if you're a Brisbane supporter in those days, you know your boys are all in. Are you waiting for it to go? That that thing about taking it in as opposed to getting it in-game. When you take it in, are you half waiting for it to, oh, there it is, there's the pain? Like, are you waiting for that moment and then... Is that the test? Sometimes the best thing is to get whacked on it early. And it hurts, but it still functions. Okay. You go, got through that. Okay. okay, we're good to go. Yep. That's fine. Give us your best. Yep. And you, you somehow work through. But it, it's, it's like the old dry jumper, wet jumper syndrome. John Kennedy would send his players out on the ground, and before the balls bounced, he'd get them all to lie on their tummies because some blokes would run around not getting their jumper wet because it's uncomfortable. If you lie on the ground first and get the wet jumper syndrome, yeah, I'm already wet. That's fine. I'll dive in for it. I'm all in. Yeah, so that syndrome with an injury, yeah, I've been whacked on it. I can keep going. Yeah. Think, all right. I think too, Andy, sorry, mate. Um, if you've carried that injury for a week or two, you get you manage it well throughout the week. Yeah, but if it's yeah. a fresh one, you need to declare yourself fit for this game. So there would have been a point this week where Doherty needed to be tested to prove that he could get through this four-quarter yeah, game. Okay. So it takes me to a story of Joel Corey and Ling Jong back at, in Footscray days at the VFL. He heard he's, he had a collarbone, had it surgi- surgically That's repaired. Right. Yeah. And Joel Corey, who was only two, games, two years out of the game, I've never seen someone brutally attack someone on the collarbone as hard. And he actually got through it. He's, he was crying in pain, but got through it. Then he taped up his good shoulder for That's the game. That's right. That's right. So then he didn't get it targeted through the game because he taped up the other <laughs> shoulder. Right. And all the Casey boys in the grand final were, were targeting his good shoulder. And Johnny's like, no problem. All it was, right. It was That's incredible. Right. That's That's awesome. The most famous one was probably Mick Malthouse. The yeah. 81 grand final. He passed every test with a previously 82. dislocated... 82. Yeah. was a previously yeah. dislocated shoulder. And once he passed all the test physical, yeah. tackling, being tackled, being driven to the ground, as he's walking off, Tommy Hafey got... Was Tommy, wasn't it? Got, uh, or was it Francis? Well, I, think it was Fran- I think it was Francis. Francis yeah. Got one of the boys to ambush yep. him yep. and take him down, and he popped the shoulder yep. again. Yep. Yeah. We're going to be inside the Carlton camp shortly. This is Super Saturday, thanks to Imar. Imar Trading Insurance, Queensland's trading mate, presents our Super Saturday coverage all day today. That's Imar. You're listening to The Finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Big Footy Finals Sale. 
Welcome back to the Gabba. The sun just starting to threaten to set as both sides are out doing their formal warm-ups. Uh, we are getting closer by the minute to the bounce of this preliminary final. Tim Clark from the Blues about to join us to take us inside the Carlton camp. Pretty bold. Four changes. Two were obvious, weren't they? The, you know, Mackay and Martin were going to come back in, so two were always going to go out. But to expand it into four, to drop a couple of blokes, maybe Matty Owies will be the sub, but to drop a couple of guys always in camp who have been, you know, a standard members of the team for a prelim. It's pretty bold, pretty bold at the selection table. We used to, uh, Kemp's basically taken over from where Young, they tried to get yep. Young to yep. play. Yep. And he had a few good games early, but then fell out of favour with a yep. couple of poorer games. Are you most surprised yeah. about Kemp? Yeah, I am. Because Aaron Hamill in the earlier in the week said, "I like we like the hybrid setup, the four talls. They're all pretty mobile." I reckon. I reckon if they had have had a strong inkling that um, Jack Gunson was going to play, then Kemp would have stayed in the side. But the fact that they maybe had some intelligence or just rolled the dice that Gunson was coming out, they probably thought. And like you said before, Kingy, with the sort of the makeup of this Brisbane front half. They just they backed themselves not to be beaten at ground level. Yeah. So the Jordan Boyd comes back in, and they've stuck with Alex Chincotta. Absolutely, and, and even from a ball ball movement point of view, maybe having an extra runner there with the Jordan Boyd might give them a bit more drive to get the ball out of there. Yeah. Back fifty yep. in such a game that's going to be dictated by territory. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's pretty bold. They've decided to. Um, and the other thing that they've done this small this small forward committee that they've had throughout the course of the inter- you know, Corey Durden's been part of it. He's injured now, can't be part of it. But that's also been part of this resurgence that's been the Carlton have exhibited since that round 14 win against the Gold Coast. Those small forwards on mass have been pretty important in terms of what they've brought to the table and the, and the forward pressure they've they've um, provided. Yeah, that, I mean, that forward pressure is a byproduct of getting the ball in there. I think they're, they've gone back to their... The swing is two things. They've been more bold with their ball movement and their ball winning capabilities with the, the, the midfielder said let's just keep it in contest. So we can get down to Tim Clark, part of the Carlton coaching team. Uh, Tim, thanks for joining us mate. We really appreciate your time. Take us inside the, the, the rooms. What, what's the atmosphere and the mood amongst the boys like? Oh, the atmosphere has been, been fantastic so far. Like the... Um the week leading in, our boys are trained with a lot of energy this week um, and a lot of excitement leading into our game here. You know, we, we love playing in big moments. We play in front of big crowds back in Melbourne and we can't wait for the opportunity to get a Brisbane in the next uh, hour or so. Was it a challenging week at the selection table? Yeah, it was, mate. A lot of really tough conversations had amongst us as coaches and some disappointed guys. Uh, but we're really confident that we picked the team that can that can beat Brisbane today. And, you know, I was listening to you guys talk earlier about uh, some of the reasons why you thought, and you guys were spot on. Like, we we made some uh, adjustments to make sure that we've got the team that can that can beat Brisbane up here today. Timmy, I loved the job last, uh, last time out that uh, Dunkley did on Cripps. A tremendously proud player, probably in true one-on-one fashion. That's the biggest beating I've seen Cripper take. Beyond the result, he must be keen to atone for that. Yeah, like it's a, the good thing about Cripper, he's such a student of the game that when he gets beaten, he's had a few of those in his career that he actually enjoys it. It allows him to go and review that game in detail, look at why it happened, look what he could have done better and 
he's been able to do that, and he's really keen to be able to get another uh, another shot at playing against not just Dunks, but also the the rest of the Brisbane midfield. He's really motivated for tonight. Clarkie, it's Stephen King speaking, mate. Uh, good luck tonight. Just, just wondering, mate, this is such a centre-bounce ground. Um, you've obviously got some plans. You guys have, you know, you go really strongly at that part of the game. Uh, where do you see, I guess, that part of the game uh, helping you guys tonight? I mean, you've got the three tools, four to the ball. Are you going to put any time into Harris Andrews tonight? Oh, look, we, 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 you mentioned centre-bounce. We'd really love to be able to get our hands on that or to be able to pressure any opportunity they get and get it in long to our, uh, our keys. If we can be really direct here... We know that it helps when you play the, the gather. It brings your forwards into into play. Um, you know, and hopefully that our forwards are providing Harris Andrews with enough uh, problems themselves. You know, with Tommy down there when he's not in the ruck, you've got Harry that's back supporting Charlie. You throw into that mix Jack Martin. We've got a lot of guys who are who are very good in the air, so we think we'll really challenge him if we can get enough looks inside 50. Timmy, you've got 23 lions 25 metres away from you warming up, just going through some strides. Not that you wish ill of anyone, but if one was to pull up short in, pre, in the pre-game warm-up, who do you want out of the, of the lions? Who's your threat? Who, who can you lift? Need you to come out and run through them, Derm. The, uh, no, look, we, we, uh, we want to play the best version of them. We've, we've prepped for them. We know what the uh, what the Lions bring, and they're a really strong football side. And whether that's up here or whether it's uh, wanting to stay trips, and we can't wait for the contest. They're a good stoppage side. We really braid ourselves in that area as well, and we can't wait for the contest. What you you mentioned there's been a lot of dialogue at, at the selection table. How much dialogue has been had with the doctors, mm. the players in question about how banged up they are and what you expect of them? I mean, it's not, there's been a lot said about how banged up a couple of our players are, but it's really the couple of guys that, that had some shoulder concerns over the last few weeks. And um, you know, a week is a long time in footy with a shoulder. Like you can, they can start to feel better. Uh, you can strap them, and and, and they're, they're just as stable if you you hadn't already done it. So it, our boys are ready to go. Cripper just had a few cuts and bruises last week, but he can't wait for tonight. And we're as ready as we are, we're ever going to be for this final. And I know we need to let you go. Just Tom DeConing, what have you seen from him in this finals series so far, Tim? Oh, we love what Tommy brings. He gives us a real real good focal point up forward, uh, whether that's when, when he's with Charlie or Harry. But he just he straightens us up a little bit when we're going forward. And the energy he provides, you know, like he's a really good one-two punch with Pitto. He provides great energy when he goes onto the ball. He's good with his connection with our mids and his follow-up is first class when he's on and... We love the energy that Tommy brings. He's, uh, he's a real valuable teammate for our players. Mate, good luck. Uh, good there's, luck there's a whole lot of Carlton supporters who have travelled up. There's going to be a bit of navy blue noise around the place tonight, mate. Uh, we wish you all the very best. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the, enjoy the game. Good on you. Cheers, Tim Clark, mate. part of the Carlton coaching team. It's One of the nicest blokes in the world, Tim Clark. Never heard a person Lovely say a bad word about him, ever. Could be the best endurance athlete yep. to ever have played league football. <laughs> yeah, he, by his own admission, would, would suggest he wasn't the greatest player in the world. He was at competent league football, but could be the best endurance run of the games ever, ever had. Yeah, and no, I've heard a lot of people say things like that about him. Put it this way, we, we used to do the... Uh, the three 1k time trial so you'd run a 1k time trial you would go you would then go to 
uh, a one-minute break for whatever time you finished. Crawford and he would do about 2.37, 2.40 for the first K. Crawford had then dropped to, and he was super fit, he'd then dropped to about 2.45 and then 2.55. Timmy would do uh, 2.35, 2.35, 2.36. <laughs> he would blow Crawford off the map by the third K by half an oval insanely fit man. Kingy, how much notice do you take of young players who do step up early in their relatively early in their careers um, not only big games but particularly in finals? Oh, it's it's massive. I think you, you get a, an idea I think probably throughout the year who's got the temperament who's got either a mature body that can withstand physical pressure but also who's clean and I think if you're clean and you've got a great temperament yeah. that, 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 that holds you in great stead in the finals game so uh, as long as your body allows you to get through a year, like that being a young player, and you can, you're still fresh and, and, and running on top of the ground. But having composure and that temperament and being clean and being a one-touch player is huge. I don't expect either of you to mention names. But well, did we you, might. Well, I hope you don't, because you'll hear once you've heard the question. Did you share locker rooms? Did you go out and play in big finals with teammates who you loved and you loved playing your footy with them, but you just... You were worried about it in finals. Were there were there players that you played a lot of footy with who who did find the the September heat overwhelming? No, no. And, and to be totally honest, because they didn't make it to finals. Okay. Yep. Simple answer. I, I think you you know Andy. There's probably five or six of the um, shall I say lower end of the team in terms of talent that get you there. I think it's just more around you as a teammate making sure they've got clarity in their role. And they know exactly what they need to do for the team today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And are you more a these games are decided by the top six bottoms? I mean, it's, it's the collective now, obviously. But who tips the scales? Is it the performance of the lower end or the top end? Oh, it's a really good question because I think if your top six are firing, you're in the game. But yep. you can get unravelled if you if your bottom six go off the rails. Yeah. The one yep. thing about these finals that have seriously close results, it takes the superstars to separate them. Mm. Because everybody is so tight, so so even. The, the contest is that fierce. The margins of extreme are not far apart. Yeah. It takes a superstar to settle that those types of moments. Is that So it, it was the arm wrestle, and it, it looked like they were a goal away from maybe even breaking last night. But is that what Jordan Ngoi brought to Collingwood last night? It, well, we spoke about it earlier, Jared and, and myself and, and uh, um, Hodgie. He doesn't play, they don't win. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. He's, so it's, clearance game, they lost contested possession around the ground. He played the clearance game of his life. That's the game he will be remembered for unless he plays somehow better one, one better one <laughs> next week. That's the game of his career. Yeah. He doesn't play, they don't win. Yeah. Yeah. And some people wanted him to be kicked out of the club two years ago. <laughs> Well, yes, I mean, you can, well, there were probably, you know, in the minds of some compelling reasons for that, why that would have been the case, Dermot. But it would have, that, and, and isn't that the age-old, yeah. isn't that the age-old decider? Well, yeah, the, well, the, the, the talent is yeah. elite. He's too good to cut loose. And then you get your payback. It's, it's almost like somebody in that, in that bracket, when they do cut them loose, oh, he's got a clean slate with us. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's right. fine. Well, he didn't, he didn't he's do it too either. good to let go. Yeah. And he's actually, I reckon in his soul, he's not a bad person. I reckon he's a good guy. Yeah. Well, he was magnificent last night, and there's going to be a few. There's certainly a few here tonight capable of 
separating themselves from the pack. I mean, each side's got half a dozen players who you could confidently predict would be the Jordan Ngoi of this game. If somebody is to be, you know, transcendent, each each team has got players who are more than capable of doing that. Both these boys out here tonight have a similar player that calms them down out of the back line. Kadeen Coleman by foot yep. and Nick Newman. You and I have had discussions, yeah. and I'll put my hand up and say... I thought he was a fairly average player who you could get hold of. If you were talented as a forward, you could beat Nick Newman. He's better than oh, that. And his usage of the ball, I don't think Carlton calmed down last week until they started to get the ball through his hands. Kingy, he's done something that not many players do. He gets to 30 and plays a level of football that is miles better than anything he's played before. Yeah, miles it, better. He, he's had an extraordinary year, and it, Dermy said he's someone. When we played goal, um, Carlton earlier up here, he he had over thirty touches, and you just know he's going to use the footy. So he's got that composure now. Um, I think the game slows down for you, for what you see if, with in terms of composure as you get older and more mature and more comfortable in your spot, and you can just tell he. He's got complete clarity of his role and why he's in the team, and he's playing with that confidence. So the Lions still go through their paces. We're getting closer. The shadows are starting to descend upon the gap, but the lights will start taking full effect. It's Super Saturday, thanks to Imar. Imar Tradie Insurance. Queensland's Tradies, mate, presents our Super Saturday coverage all day today. That's Imar. You're listening to The Finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tyre Power. Big footy final sale. You're listening to The Finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tyre Power. Big footy final sale. Second preliminary final at the Gabba. It is the Brisbane Lions and Carlton coming up. Our pre-game partner is Beaumont Tiles. Subway Tiles from $29.95 at Beaumont Tiles. And he's gone back next door where he's leading Blues Radio. So we've borrowed oh. Mark McClure. Hello to you, Sellers. It's a very good exchange, I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> we've upgraded, haven't we? I, I, well, I wouldn't say that. And he's been pretty good. His voice is still... He might crack it today, this afternoon. He was really good last week. Very, very honest and uh, very straight, but crazy. <laughs> for, a, for a man who should be measured, former captain of the club, are you excited? No, look, I, I just, I'm excited the way they played last week against Melbourne, the way they finished the game, the way that they, they actually have changed, the way that they actually, they're not scared to do things, they're, they're powerful in what they do, and they've got numbers around the place, so they, and I think the Voss has done a really good job with it. That game they should have lost, almost, in a sense. Did you do the game? Did you, were you there? Uh, yes. And did you think that they were going to get over the line in the end? Probably no. It was like last night. You just you didn't know. Same. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, you got one minute left and you then, don't know who's winning. But then, then they found a way. And that's, that's what you need to do. And how to finish the game properly. And they did that well. They held the ball long. They comfortably did all that sort of stuff. Uh, they're going to be... It's a, this is a different test altogether here. Yeah. Uh, they've won six, 15, 14 or 16 games here. Uh, and, and won it comfortably. Uh, the Blues have performed up here sometimes, but they're not the same as what it is at the MCG, you know what I mean? They're used to those conditions, used to that. So uh, it'll be an interesting game. I think they're in good space. Uh, they were knocked about a bit last week, but they've got themselves back up. They'll be okay. They're hardened, and that's what you want to be. So uh, how did you did you fly up? 
<laughs> certainly didn't walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a little bit of road tripping to do, don't you? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I do. We're going down to, I uh, can't get a hotel in here, so we've got to go down to the Gold Coast. Oh, what And a actually, shame. I'm so happy I'm going down there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jono said to me, what time can we leave? <laughs> <laughs> What's it like travelling with the Dom these days? Oh, well, I've travelled with him for 45 years. Um, look, oh, he's a good fella. He's a, he's a, he's a fun guy. Uh, He's, he's got a couple of issues like all of us. But uh, <laughs> but he's, uh, he's hey, look, I tell you, he can play a bit. He's one of those blokes. Kingy, I used to play against the Dom, and he was a champion. Yeah, he was player. a star player. <laughs> and, and history isn't remembering him for how good he was. But he also was a nasty, nasty little, little player, yeah. piece of work. But off the ground... He'd punch you in the back of the head. He'd knee you in the face <laughs> on the ground. And off the ground, you'd go to him and you'd want to give him a mouthful in the half match and you'd go, yeah, yeah. Well played, mate. <laughs> you just couldn't be angry at him off the ground. He was such a no, rogue. No, he's a good fella. Yeah, he's but there's guy. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being you a rogue on the ground. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, if you haven't got any, you're in big, big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your rogues now, these days, out there for Carlton? I wouldn't have a clue, to tell you the truth. I just, I just think that the, the whole game settled down a fair bit, doesn't it, when you think about it, what it was in the past. Yeah. You know, there was uh, you know, knockouts and bits and pieces all over the joint. You know, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Sometimes you go, well, I don't, I don't think I want to go for this ball. But anyway, but you do. But those sorts of things. So, look, it's, it's different. Yeah, it's different completely. Are you harbouring optimism? Oh, How yeah, have you decided absolutely. to come here today? Well, I'm asking the AFL to build a bigger ground next week, OK? Can we get a bigger <laughs> ground for these two, Carlton Collingwood? <laughs> Now, I started with the bias call, okay? Is that all right? So, uh, and I think that uh, it would be, it'd be fitting to see those two play. It'd be super. Uh, what, a, what an end of the year that'd be. So, uh, to the two major clubs in the competition, uh, huge numbers. Uh, the crowd last week was awesome when you hear them. Like, when, you know, 96,000 there last week, it was loud. There'll be over 100. And they've got to bring back the standing room so they can all sort of punch on for a while. <laughs> it would be a pretty remarkable week in the old town, oh, wouldn't it, if it geez. was Carlton and Collingwood? Well, it, it would be. And, and, but you know what? You, it, it, Brisbane are worthy of uh, winning the grand final. They're worthy of, of, of playing if they, if they win tonight. That's fine. But I'm, I'd be afraid that uh, they wouldn't win the grand final at the MCG. I, I would say that they don't win too many games at the MCG. So last week... I've got to be biased here. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're here for. Last week we saw turnover after turnover in yeah. the third quarter. Yeah. Your boys can't turn it over here. Not like that tonight. Well, they've got some stars there. Charlie Cameron, you can't give him an inch. He's just, he's just fantastic and good speed. And I think their midfield's really strong. And Joe Danaher, he's a bit of a force, I reckon. You reckon? I, I, I do. I think I like him in the ruck more than I do up forward. Uh, Hipwood's up there. And if you put Joe there as well, he's, he's handy. Well, batting up for you here, I've watched Hipwood. Anything from over 45, he's savagely hooking in the warm-up. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely perfect. Thank you. Um, I hope he keeps going. If they are to win, Carlton, how would it happen? Who have you got pegged? What do they need? Is this Charlie Curnow's night? Crips and Walsh again in what we saw? Let me tell you, Walsh. Sam Walsh, he is an absolute professional. A young boy, he's a, he's a star. He just continues to, to pile the, the numbers up. Uh, he's tough, he's skinny, he's tiny, but unbelievably good. Look, to me, I think that uh, one of the things they should do is uh, if, uh, if, if Harris Andrews goes to uh, Mackay 
make him go high. Push him up the ground. Make, and get Harry to go up the ground, around the centre of the ground, half forward, centre half forward, and do that work on the wings that you need to do. And then Charlie could chop up most people in these, in these games. He's so clever, so, so powerful. Do you have a sergeant major in the forward line who can say, Harry, you keep pushing up? Because Harry's the not, the, the, not, the, not the greatest football intellect. He's yeah, no. high on talent. Yeah, no. yeah, I agree with that. Well, you know, you were, the, you were the general in your forward line. And I know I was when, when we were playing. And, and I don't know who is now. Yeah. That's the point. You know is, what I mean? It's sort of different. Is, is Kerno verbal out there? Does he control I don't verbally? I can't okay. tell you. I, I couldn't say that. I, I, Ask Jono. He'll just at least make well, it. Well, Jono will probably be verbal. <laughs> <laughs> he'll yell through the window. <laughs> Get up, <I> got <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but uh, look, uh, look, this is going to be a great night. Super night. Beautiful night. A bit windy outside. But gee whiz, a couple of good sides together would be fantastic. So let's say the, the season, I hope it doesn't for you. Let's say the season stops for you today. How do you rate the Carlton season? Um, well, I think there's a great improvement when you think about it. I mean, I, I, I love the way that they finished the game last week. I mean, that's just not, you don't just do that in a week. It takes time to get it right and, and how they closed it down. They, they worked it well, pushed it back through the middle of the ground, finished the goal and then locked them all down. So and regardless of what happens here now, do you believe this is a launch into 2024? Well, we've got a lot of young kids there, you know, and that's that, that's the key. I think we're, we're probably a year short. We, uh, we're a year above what we should be. So uh, I think that, uh, look, I, look, you can never tell, though. You get injuries, you get all these little things that go wrong in this game. You've got to take it when you get a chance. Yeah. There's no... F hey, don't sit there waiting for next year because that won't come. It's not going to happen. Yeah. What's your tyre right tip for today, then? Tire Right Tips brought to you by Tire Right for best roadside tire emergency call 1800 138 168. I think Charlie will kick five. Okay. And if he does that, they'll win. He's going to get a favourable matchup. Mm. I tell you what, he's chopped up most blokes he's played on. He, he was, wasn't big last week. He only, I think he only got one last week. But you know what? Uh, it, it, he, he'd be smarting about that too. He gets a bit precious about it all. He doesn't want to. He likes to be good. He's a key Don't forward, we all? Mate. Don't we all? That's how it works. So I think that he'll he'll be uh, he'll be charging at it. And he, if he doesn't get Harris Andrews, he's going to make a mess of the bloke he's on. I tell you. I love it. <laughs> That's a perfect note to leave us, sellers. Hey, enjoy the call next door. We'll keep an eye on you. It's like fantasy land. This you sit here and talk about it all, and nothing actually happens the same as you said. <laughs> Mark McClure, who's heading to Blues Radio, you know by now. It's yep. on the app. You can join the Dominator. You Three. can join Andy Marr. How much? How many were there last year? Last week, three hundred. Was it three hundred or something? What? People tuned in to the oh, radio. Th there were an enormous number. Yeah, and, and the and socials. Actually, there are over seven hundred and fifty thousand on the clips. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, and, it's you know, and, and you know what? <laughs> And we actually had Trump Jib Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're no good. People love people love B grade acting. So oh. People love B grade acting. With more than two other nice tie brands. Steer, drive, trailer, and more tie right. No trucking stories. Tyright.com.au. So Mark McCoy heads next door for Blues Radio. Uh, they're gonna have some fun tonight. Um, we'll
we'll see if it, it ends the way that oh. they hope it does. It'll be something to behold. If it, and if it turns a bit, as I've said, if it turns a bit sour, it's probably even better. <laughs> so you can't miss either way. Some people love watching, you know, things die. <laughs> yes. All right, we're going to settle ourselves and get stuck into the preview. The Blues and the Lions about to emerge out onto the Gabba. This is Super Saturday, thanks to IMAR. IMAR Tradie Insurance, Queensland's tradies mates present our Super Saturday coverage all day today. That's IMAR.